Hey, Vanessa. Hey, Michael. So you might have been replaced on this show. What? I'm serious. Everybody loves me. Yeah, but... Okay, well, not everybody. There was that one person that one time. Who, me? No. <laughs> okay, fine. I guess Guess we need to hash something out after this show. You mean that Facebook person who didn't like anything we said? Right. I'm a know-it-all. Whatever. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's this thing. It's called the dial. Correct. And I don't mean a rotary phone. I mean that little knobby thing on your radio that you're driving in. Well, you're not driving in the radio. You're driving in the car, but the radio's in the car. Technically, there's probably not even a dial. Now there's a push, like, dee, 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 on a touch screen. You could probably just tell it, change the station at this point. Yeah, you could probably just say, Alexa, change the station. Or, hey, Google, right. I don't like them. And then Google will say, I need more information to help you with that. Our anyway. Go- our Google doesn't do anything. But anyway. I'm getting replaced. You are getting replaced. Our oldest did a fine job last week. I don't think he was very happy with you for throwing that uh, caveat at him. Oh, he was. Mm, I don't know. It was like taking a bath. He fights it, but once he was in, he enjoyed it. (laughs) 12-year-old. Welcome to Fireproof Your Finances, a show with 30 minutes of real questions, real concepts, and real answers. Your hosts are Michael and Vanessa Markey, a husband and wife duel with a playful on-air dynamic and common sense approach toward teaching listeners how to take control of their finances. Michael is the numbers and strategies guy who is passionate about solving financial issues. The standard deviation, I mean, I would talk about standard deviation as well, but they talk about the, the beta, the alpha, the standard deviation of the particular uh, mutual fund allocation that we're looking at. Vanessa is the down-to-earth voice of reason, pulling his reins in. Okay, but your $5,000 couch isn't going to turn around and pay for something if you have a catastrophic event. This philosophy has led Michael to receive national recognition from being named one of the 10 most innovative agencies in the country by AM Best, to being deemed a local celebrity from Insurance Newsnet magazine and a hero to the insurance industry from Life Health Pro. He has even been given the Moving America Forward Award from William Shatner. And now, here are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa Markey. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. We are your hosts, Michael and Vanessa. Hello, everyone. Maybe by this time you are getting over the I've eaten too much food and I don't like myself mood. Nope. No. It's still there. You know. I mean, it doesn't help that we've been eating turkey and ribs since this weekend turkey's lean meat not the way you cooked it we didn't have friday friday fry we didn't have any of that left i know we did we so we did it we jumped the cliff if you will got a fryer and did the deep fried turkey thing mind you i had a backup because everybody knows how mike cooks and sometimes things explode throw the flag (laughs) on the guilt train what is up with that just saying I was prepared for catastrophe. Let's just say if I wasn't in finance, I would possibly have a career in cooking. You and pyrotechnics don't go along well together. Why are so you, therefore, why does everyone keep saying this? The worst person was your father. Because I put it outside, and I guess this is only going to validate your point, but ignore that. I'm not saying you're mm-hmm. right. I'm just, I, I'm merely making a observation. I put it on the cement pad, and on that cement pad, after I started it, I realized I set the fryer, which was on a cement pad, covered in leaves. 
So yeah. I started sweeping the leaves. Your dad's like, you don't need to worry about that. They're wet. I'm like, but the fire will make them dry. And the dry leaves will go to whoosh, leaves. Right. Again, we survived. The turkey didn't explode. And we had two very delicious turkeys. But th- that was gone. Gone. Yeah, it gone. was delicious. So I do have a confession to make. Last. You're w- just really hitting them home, huh? Well, last getting week. replaced. You have a <laughs> confession to make. Oh, you know what? I was going to pull up that usher. I knew there was a video. I I was sitting here. Remember when I kept asking you, is there anything else? I had a video in mind. I was going to play that usher song. Confession. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> anyway, confess away. Two things. Had you been in studio last week, mm-hmm. you would have working. Rem- you would have remembered to thank some other. I thanked our listeners. I thanked people around us. I forgot to thank two people. I didn't tell you this yet. Who? Guess who? If there was two people that I should have thanked for the show but didn't do it. Mitch and Tony. Yeah. Probably should have thanked Ryan too. Nope. 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 <laughs> nope. Nope. So on that note, we want to say. I a- remembered you, Mitch and Tony. <laughs> I remembered. Uh, I just want to point out you didn't get an email from her. I'm just saying together we say thank you. To producer Mitch behind the scenes and Tony, the voice. He's, he does all the, the commercials and all that. You guys have put up with us for way too long. It's <laughs> amazing. Anyway. My second confession is that during Thanksgiving dinner, we did this show about giving thanks, giving grace. We, we did these video clips on Home Alone. That's why our oldest loved it. Yes. I said, don't make the holidays political. You opened your big fat mouth, didn't you? I did. What did you say? I was, <laughs> where was I when you said this? I don't know. I'm not I was sure. probably cleaning. So somebody in our family, <clears throat> their health, they've had, they're retired and they've had some health issues and they're on a group Medicare plan. So if you're listening, you, you may, this may be a, um, a uh, similar situation for you. And I remember five, six years ago saying, hey, you should look. At non-group coverage, even if it's maybe a couple bucks more, because if your group ever changes, you might not be able to switch. Okay. So, lo and behold, the group coverage changed in Medicare. They didn't really like the changes. And they said, so I'm going to look at, you know, I want to go back to what I used to have. Can I can I go in the open market and get what I used to have? Because there's what's called a supplement and advantage. They've gone from supplement to advantage. I said, yes, but they're like, what, but and I go, you'd have to health qualify based on the health stuff you've had. You won't health qualify. And they looked at me like this isn't fair. And I agree it's not, but it's just what it is. Right. It's just how it works. And they go, well, the government, here's where I made it political. The government should guarantee that you can switch. And I go, and now you sound like a Democrat. And you're still sitting on that couch over there. Minus one leg, but yes. <laughs> Michael. I did it. I'm okay. That's okay. All right. So let's move into finance. We've wasted enough time. Actually, I don't think that's a waste. No, that was actually a legitimate point you had. You have to health qualify to go into the market. See? And at the age of the people that you talk to, sometimes that's difficult. Well, the thing is, you think- And if you don't get proper instruction on how to do that, it could not work well for you. I always think of catalyst events, right? Like- it takes an event to make you want to, you know, when, when somebody talks to you about this before things have gone bad, you're not going to change until you have a catalyst. And how often are catalysts good? Like, I'm going to use football. I know that's shocking. 
But every time. Stay with me. Stay with me. Michigan had no reason to change their defense last year until Ohio State obliterated us. Mm-hmm. Michigan had no reason to change our defense this year until Ohio State obliterated us. Okay. It's a catalyst. Right. Would we have changed our defense? We're like, well, um, imagine this. Well, we've got the number three defense in the country. We're going to change it to make, you know, because it's not good enough. Catalysts yeah. aren't ever good. They're bad. You know what I mean? Yes. No one's like, hey, you know, I better figure out how to do some financial planning because I just opened up my statements and I got a lot of money. Right. Instead, they go, oh, I got a lot of money. I better I better get with, you know, somebody to help me do some financial planning because I just opened my statements and I just lost half. Right. So it's, the catalyst is always a bad thing. Correct. My health changed. Now we need to talk about it. Right. So, you know, you talk about these things before things change. But that brings us to, so I got my confessions out of the way. That actually still brings us into an analogy about football and something that's happening with all this betting going on. Right. I don't... I guess I didn't realize that there was that many people who were so into betting. You can bet on what color shoes Harbaugh's going to wear for the game. What? Really? Sometimes, yes. People bet on stupid stuff like that. Oh, I'm going to bet if he's going to wear khakis. That's that's guaranteed okay, money. Okay, well, that's probably not even on the table because he wears khakis every game. Well, that's dumb. Then I don't want to bet. Okay, well, just well, throwing it out there. So there's something in the financial world called the Monte Carlo Simulator. And I found they're doing the same thing in football now. Really? And other sports, I'm sure. Hmm. When we come back, I'm going to tell you what a Monte Carlo Simulator is and show you how maybe that really doesn't give you as big of a picture on your financial future as what you may think It does. We'll be right back. Getting ready for 2020 involves reevaluating your financial plan and making appropriate changes. The nonprofit International Association of Registered Financial Consultants can provide a list of members in your area to help you meet the challenges for the coming year. Visit IARFC.org. That's I-A-R-F-C dot org for a qualified financial professional in your area. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. Welcome back, everybody, to segment two of Fireproof Your Finances. Brought to you by Muskegon Airport. I still want to say Muskegon International. I know you do. You're so weird. And Global Auto Works. Thank you for getting my truck in again at a moment's notice when it decided to smell like burning plastic the other day. Yeah. Nice work on that. Way to burn. Not my fault. Bad alternator, fuses going. I did nothing wrong. Fuses were fine. It was a spark plug. Okay, fine. Whatever you want to call it. And you malfunctioned your alternator. I told you about the malfunctioned alternator a month ago. I said I thought I smelled burning plastic and you told me not to worry about it. Fair enough. So. Agree to disagree. Do you have anything else you want to tell me? Like a confession? Found it. 
a lot longer than I thought. These are my confessions. Just when I thought I said all I can say, my chick on the Oh man. Oh, he said my chick. chick. <laughs> I thought I had to bleed that <laughs> chick. Got it. I'm like, but oh, anyway, man. we're done with Usher because yep. that's not entirely appropriate. No. Um so back to this Monte Carlo. Yes, which is a car and a sandwich. And a casino? And not anymore. They took it down. Oh. I think you're thinking of Monte Cristo, by the way. Yep, I am. For the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> For the sandwich. <laughs> the car, though, there is a Monte Carlo. Right, there was. But totally off the subject, the Monte Cristo sandwich is the best sandwich in the world. Correct. That is I what, like them. That's what got me, by the way, into the... Have I ever told you that? I would not be in the financial services world had it not been for a little sandwich called the Monte Cristo. Congratulations. Because the person who was recruiting me from Northwestern Mutual, she when I said no, she was like, I understand. Let me take you out to lunch. She goes, yeah. Um, have you ever had a Monte Cristo? I'm like, uh, no, I don't want to eat a car. She's like, no, son. <laughs> it. it's, it's It's a sandwich. I'm like, well, describe said sandwich. She's like, it's got turkey and shredded ham it's got this other stuff it's put in this like bun i don't remember how she described it and then you know where she got me just yes. like the turkey melty cheese nope she goes then it's deep fried with melty cheese in it they're delicious I but know. monte carlo simulator, simulator. not sandwich <laughs> so here's what a monte carlo simulator does in the financial world it runs through ten thousand calculations and tells you what's the probability, how many successful simulations did your portfolio adjusted for withdrawals, how, how many times did it turn out positive? Hmm. And it can tell you like what the lower uh, you know, quartile is, what the highest quartile is. And I wonder, well, first of all, a Monte Carlo, so it just factors in math right it, it, it's not going to factor in the potential emotional response you may have to different events correct it's not going to factor in the potential emotional responses you might have that change over time as you get older right but that being said i got surprised the other day so i was looking at Trying to see if Eastern Michigan is going to make a bowl. And to a lot of you, you may be going, who on earth would do that? Well, we're bowl eligible for the first time in school history. So stop judging me. People, I have been listening to this for like three months now. Well, no, because we just became bowl eligible two hey, weeks ago. I've and been then, listening to football shenanigans for three months now. And then we mess it up against Kent State. We go six and six rather than seven and five. But the point is, all of a sudden I'm digging through this and I see this thing where it says... Uh, Eastern, uh, favorable towards the spread. And you know, i got to tell you, I only learned what some of this stuff meant like three months ago. And I said, we, 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 sportsline.com or whatever it was. We gone, we've gone through our 10,000 simulations. And I thought, wow, they're doing this in sports too. Mm -hmm. And last week, I told you Michigan, by the time you heard this show, that Michigan would have 10 wins. And I thought about making myself right by not airing that show until they had their 10th win. But they don't. Well, I could just delay it. <laughs> wah, wah. They didn't. And some of the things we talked about was how Ohio State had never won eight in a row. It's never happened. So statistically. We were due. Right. And we had fixed the defense. Well, we, we did shut down that one dude. Yeah. 
I like I that. don't know what his last name is. All I know is Chase he... Young. Shut him down. I watched, I read this thing in the, the newspaper from Toledo saying, although Chase Young's stats weren't good, you know he did so well because his stats didn't show anything. Like, wait, what? That doesn't make any sense. No. But mm. back to simulators <clears throat> and statistics. But Ohio State had never beat Michigan eight times in a row. It was our time. It was just everything was aligned for it to happen, and it didn't. Right. And then it got me thinking, how many times do we do that in investments? Like the opposite of that right now would be that we are in the longest bull market that we've ever been in U.S. stock market history. Never one longer. Mm-hmm. And an economist would tell you, but that's okay. Bull markets don't die. They don't end. We've talked about this. They don't just stop because of age. Great Depression. I mean, that wasn't an age thing. No, but it doesn't. It, yeah, and I, I don't know. I made you lose your train of thought. You did. You got age. Me. Were um, you gonna talk about something that has to do with Macaulay Culkin? No, I think that was different. The thing is, is they'll say they don't. It doesn't just end on age. So just because it's never happened, just because we never had one longer, just because Ohio State's never won eight in a row. Doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right. And so you could say, well, that means I'm going to stay aggressive. I'm going to stay bullish is what we'd call it. I'm going to stay in. I'm going to stay pedal in the metal. Because it's not just going to end, Mike, just because they say, just because it's so old. But how many times do we forecast that we, we've got this thing right? How many times does the Monte Carlo in, in football, like I thought, I, I misread that article because you had to sign up for this thing and I don't want to sign up. You just don't want to spend money to sign up. That too. <laughs> but think about it. We know unequivocally it's not always right. Correct. Yeah, and we know unequivocally there are times that the needle tells you it's almost a for sure thing and it doesn't happen. Right. It has to. Otherwise, betting lines would get all messed up. Just I mean, the fundamentals of betting would be messed up if the moment the computer can do that, it was a done deal. I mean, not that I was big on betting back in the day, but do you remember Tiger Woods in his heyday? And then all of a sudden, he went from being top of the line for however many years straight to... He went from, You're saying he went from being the for sure thing, the leader in Correct. the industry. Everybody was like, Tiger's going to be great. Tiger's going to do this. Tiger's going to do that. And then all of a sudden, he walked out on the golf course and he was trying to play hockey. I'll give you an example of that in the financial world. Give you a guess. I don't know. There's a milk named after it, and it's a it's a technological firm. Milk? Yeah. Almond? <laughs> what do you mean almond? Almond milk? I don't know. A milk. I got it right here. Yahoo! Remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Almost. Oh, there is a milk called Yahoo. It's chocolate milk. Gave you the hint and you missed it. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Almost 20 years to the day. Yahoo! Was at the top of the technological industry. People forecasted that Yahoo would always be the thing, the leader. Like you said with Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. They were the for sure thing. Like BlackBerry once was. Right. Like Apple is but today. The people that bet against Tiger Woods at the beginning of that season got a lot of money. 
But where we're going is when do you know, how do you know when to get out? I actually think it's a lot easier than we've made it sound. Let's take our last break and I'm going to tell you when to get out when we get back. United Airlines makes it easy to fly from Muskegon County Airport with a travel-friendly schedule and competitive airfares. Haven't flown from Muskegon in a while? Fly locally with a short commute and parking located just steps from the terminal. Check-in and security lines are never more than 50 passengers per flight. At the end of your trip, get your bags quickly and be home in no time. Flights depart daily at 6.30 a.m. and 1 p.m. Starting mid-February, the evening flight arrives at 11.20 p.m. to maximize return flight options from most locations. It pays to check Muskegon first at united.com. Everyone knows I like to focus on quality. And they know I try to rein you in and focus on cost. It's rare to find both top quality and low cost at the same time. Think again. GRMusicLessons.com has a plan for every budget. Owned and operated by Tom Buffum, a Christian music teacher who played for the Grand Rapids Symphony, the Jubal Brass Choir, and graduated from the University of Michigan. He's been giving lessons since before we were born. Go to grmusiclessons.com. That's grmusiclessons.com. And we're back for our final segment. You're listening to Fireproof Your Finances. We are talking right now about when do you get out? Mm-hmm. When do you get out of the market? When are you close enough? Because I think human nature, isn't it? doesn't everybody want to get every last drop of gain out? Yes. Like if you're selling a house, do you not try to get every extra penny that you possibly can? Correct. And it's human nature then. So what if I told you the market had another 40% left in it? It was going to go, you know, 18% a year for the next two years. Like that'd be quite a bit of growth left. Correct. So 40, but so when we have a normal downturn, you have to, the market has to close 20% below a previous high just for it to be considered, just for the up market to be considered done. Okay. So we got to go down 20 just for the up market to be considered done. Okay. So when we talk about down market, we're talking maybe 30, maybe 40, right? Right. That's a typical downturn. If we got 40 more percent, right? So you got 100 bucks, okay? Yep. Gain 40 bucks, that's 40%. I got 140. Now watch this. If you lose 30%, what is that? 42 so 140 minus the 42 would leave you with 98. Correct. A 30% downturn is going to wipe away more than 40% of gains. Right. Is most Who thinks right now we've got two years of nearly 20% each year ahead of us? Nobody. Not a whole lot of people. What about a 40% downturn? What if we got a 40% downturn? That's what we got in 08. That's what we got in the early 2000s. Okay. Watch this. What if we got 60% gains, okay? Or okay. 67. You can see I've already done this. Well, you right. know, let's round up. Let's make it 170, okay? Okay. 70% of upside left. Multiply that by 40. 68. Yep. 170 minus 68 would be 102. What's that mean? It's if only- we had 70% gains left. Mm-hmm. If we had 70% of upside potential left, that would mean that a normal downturn, if we're with my assumption of normal downturn equaling 40%, a normal downturn whoosh, wipes it out. Wipes it out. Gone. Yep. So while inherently you want to try to get as close as you can to that, you know, every penny out, 
we also know it's been on on unequivocally proven that you cannot time the market. Correct. So how close do you need to get? My argument is not that close. Especially with dollars you know you may use in the next five years. There's an argument that if you're 30, 40 years old and you're not going to touch these dollars for decades, that you could let it ride. Mm-hmm. I think there's still an argument, and I'm doing this in my own 401, why wouldn't you de-risk it right now? I don't know how much upside's left. Right. I know this, though. If there's 70% left, okay, if there's 70% left, a downturn of 40, which is what I would say I think we're going to get, mm-hmm. wipes it clean. Poof. Gone. Now, a lot of people talk about the Dow Jones, and I think this puts it in perspective for people. The Dow Jones, all-time high right now, uh, happened a few weeks ago or whatever, recently. It's been hovering around this, 28,000, okay? Okay. A 70% gain on the Dow Jones, guess what it would bring it to? I can't do that math in my head that fast. Almost 50. Right. Four, over 47. Closer to 48. It would have to go from 28 to 48. Mm-hmm. And then, by the way, if you don't get out on time, you'll be back to basically 28. Right. The last rung on that roller coaster is not worth the fare. I just came up with that, by the way. That's going to be a Twitter. That's a Twitter quote. The last rung, the last hill, what would be the last drop? No, not the last drop. The last... Climb? Yeah, the the last something. I like the last rung. The last rung on the roller coaster is not worth the fare. It's not. Right, because you've made... You're not going to make another 70 on top of the 70 you made. Even if you make the 70, gone. 40%, gone I'm telling you so the last hill on uh shivering timbers is just not worth it it's not worth <laughs> it get off the ride here's even better you talked about uh tiger woods right yes would you take an amateur even when tiger woods was not good would you take a amateur who um and i don't mean like even a good amateur who plays like pro-am and stuff like that right an amateur who plays on the weekends consistently. Me. No, I don't even play on the weekends consistently. Would you? Would no. you take them to beat Tiger? No. Now think of this. When you're investing in the market, are you investing against the market? Because people are, I'm trying to beat the market. What is the market? Right. Isn't the market a bunch of people buying and selling? Yes. And there's amateurs and professionals. Right, so basically, you're trying to beat the market. Thirty percent of thirty percent of them have no idea what they're doing. Maybe I just so that well, out there. yeah. So let's say if you go, you're an amateur. You go against an amateur, you got a good shot at winning. Mm-hmm. But the bulk of the money isn't controlled by amateurs. Right, it's controlled by professionals. Correct. So when a profession, and we already know statistically, it's been proven, professional money managers over time often don't beat the market. What's that tell right. us? It tells us when they play amateurs, they beat the pants off them. When they play other professionals, maybe it's 50-50. Right. That's how you'd get a, a score like that, that they that they don't you know always beat the market. Sometimes they kill it, sometimes they lose. Why? Because sometimes they play amateurs, sometimes they play professionals. Right. So this thought you're going to jump in there and you're going to beat it, you're competing with other people buying and selling that exact same thing. It's just been digitized so you don't realize it. It's like your kids, it's like these millennials telling you, 
Well, I can say whatever I want on social media because it's not real. What? I can take a Snapchat and it goes away. Yeah. Oops. Uh, no, it I, doesn't. I, I shouldn't get in trouble. I just put it on my Facebook. Are you an idiot? It Once it's there, it's there. It's the same thing, though. You're going in. When you say, I'm going to beat the market, you're going in into an arena against professionals. You just forgot it and didn't realize it because it's digital. Right. And it's masked it. But that's the thing. And what do you really think your odds are of beating those professionals? Tell you, not, it's not very good. high. And we use things like, Ohio State's never won eight in a row. You're right. They hadn't. 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 So how close is close enough? I don't think you need to try to time it. And by the way, you're not going to see this in big popular, you know. And by the way, if the world started to do this, if the world got, you know, everybody got out two years before the end, it would completely disrupt the markets. Right. So only three of you are allowed to do that, by the way. Three. <laughs> First three, do it. The rest of you, you were too late. Technically, then, that's two of you because Mike's already done it. We'll make an exception. <laughs> so we're, we thank you for all joining with, joining us, being with us. Uh, we are your hosts. It is our honor. Until next week, this has been another episode of Fireproof Your Finances. God bless. This has been Fireproof Your Finances with Michael and Vanessa Markey. Want to listen to past shows or get in touch with Michael or Vanessa? Head over to twitter.com slash fireproofshow or go to fireproofradio.net. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Mike Markey and Legacy Financial Network are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency.